Welcome back to a, a bonus episode of Equal Opposites. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, but today I am not joined by Shell Antoinette. I'm actually joined by Demetria, a listener who picked up, what was it, last episode, the episode before last, where I was explaining to you guys that I was not going to be breaking down the Super Bowl because that's not what we do, but there's something you do. So thank you for joining me. So we can actually recap Super Bowl 56. Is that the one it was? I think it was. That's yep. the number. How you doing? Yes. Thank you. Sam. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. No problem. I know you do this uh, regularly, weekly on IG. So I was like, all right, this makes a lot of sense. Let's let's talk about this game that took place on Sunday the 13th. So before um, we do a deep dive, I wanted to ask you, how did you expect this game to go between the Bengals and the Rams? Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying the team that I knew was going to win one, but they're not the team I wanted to win. You were going I for the Bengals? I was going for the Bengals. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, love, I love Joe. I love Jamar. But also, I'm still very salty about that no calls. I will never let it go. <laughs> yeah, so I should have let you guys know she's a Saints fan. And that, that company, I, when you said, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You, yeah, I, I understand. I completely get it. I was, I was, I was rooting for the underdog, too. But I figured the Rams was going to win. And I was happy for Aaron, Aaron Darnold. Now, I did not expect the game to be as close as it was. I was thinking that, you know, coming into this Rams have that high powered offense and uh, the Bengals barely have an offensive line. And that came to play in the second half, but this game could have went, could have gone blown out status. If Odell Beckham does not get hurt. I think that was a key. He was off to an amazing start. What were your thoughts on Odell? Oh my God. I really thought he was going to have the game that, I honestly felt like he has deserved his entire career. And he was already choosing to with a touchdown before that injury. And I just, and it was because the Rams have such a great, like, weaponry when it comes to wide receivers that it, it would be hard to really put um, focus on really one of them because if Odell's not open, then Cooper Cup is open and vice versa. So I felt like Odell was going to go off. And then that injury, I, I really wish they were really work on banning artificial turf because it seems like more injuries happen on like fake turf than like the actual grass but i was surprised to learn that la had that because you know it's la's the sun it's an open mm -hmm. stadium and that know that yeah. they had the artificial turf and i understand which is what well i can't understand the the maintenance is uh cheaper but that's a billion dollar stadium. How are you gonna skip out? Oh, Grace, like that's the one thing you can like. Look, we'll put grass in here. And I was, uh, I was. It brought me joy to see how much joy it brought him at the end of the game when you saw the tears in his eyes. I was like, oh man, this really meant a lot to him. And there's been some stories coming out about how Odell Beckham behind the scenes is a good person. Like he did, like when um, Debo Samuels was hurt when San Francisco lost, he was. Yeah. consoling him he takes time yeah. out but the narrative that's get thrown out is he's a diva like he wants the ball and not, not to bring them into this I think 
that Odell got too much blame for Baker Mayfield's performance. Like, you know, they were like, oh, well, Baker's trying so hard to get him the ball. And And after he left, and I I know Baker's playing hurt and stuff. I don't know. I I still have reservations on if Baker is the guy, but we're going to get into that later. During this game, when Odell goes out, they get it close. And the Bengals seem to be in, in prime position to win. There was this amazing and by amazing, terrible no call. Uh, when T was it T Higgins who grabbed uh, Ramsey? <laughs> yes. And to be okay. First of all, the Rams sign about a no call was hilarious to me. I, I was like, okay, comic retribution. I feel healed. Um, but also in the first quarter and when it was 30 10 on the 11th, when the Bengals had the ball, Joe Bell tried to throw it to T. Higgins, and Jalen Ramsey didn't get called for defensive holding because he was grabbing that undershirt. Yeah. But because of the angle from where the shirt's being pulled and where the ref was, they didn't see it. It was the same thing with the face mask. Like, the way that, because it was such a bang-bang play and it happened so fast, the angle of which the ref, like, was watching it and the way it happened because it was, like, the inside hand, not the outside hand, it it didn't happen, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Hmm. <laughs> but the <laughs> I, the refs the refs kind of made up for it later on with the Eli Apple Cooper Cup thing, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about well, Eli." The, the official the officiating was kind of off, like all game, honestly, all season. But they were like missing calls left and right for the entire game. They only. The only thing I fully remember happening was the two unsportsmanlike conduct um, against the Bengals. One was which was just dumb. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I forgot the name of the player, but it looked so wild when they got that interception that you see somebody in street clothes. Now, granted, he was in Bengals gear, just celebrating, and I'm like, who? who? He ran forty yards to the end zone. I'm like, you're in street clothes. Clearly, you're an actor for a reason, but you are good enough to run forty yards. I, would, I was just like, sir, you could have waited until they got exactly. back. Exactly. You cost, cost them. Awesome. If that was Bill Belichick, he would have cut him. Oh, the, yeah. He wouldn't have played no more. And, and we'd have been asking. literally. Yeah, we would have <laughs> we been asking, like, what happened? Why, why did he disappear? Uh, and then the game seemed to change when second half, Aaron Donald makes a legit play on pushing Joe Burrow out of bounds. And the Bengals came yes. to the defense, and and I don't know what happened, but that sparked something in the Rams, and that defense showed up, and it seemed as if, uh, what's what's their coach name? Zach, um, did that have a response? Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't have a response. And when you start breaking down and looking back at the game, throughout the game, the Bengals, it wasn't really this game. If you guys uh, watched it, it really wasn't, um. Oh predicated on running like the, the, the Rams could not get the running game established at all and by default oh, it looked yeah, like yeah it looked like the Bengals were doing a great job <laughs> comparatively mm-hmm. and they were <laughs> Mixon had success he was up there throwing touchdowns he was getting averaging about 4.5 uh, uh, a carry and they go mm-hmm. away from it it makes no sense it makes it made no sense especially because it also didn't make sense that he was putting in Samaji Piran for 31, third and ones and fourth and ones. And I'm like, Nixon is right there. Exactly. Like, Nixon has the, the patience and the power and the strength 
to get you that yard, like where Samaji does not. Why are you pulling away from that when it was clearly working the entire day? So here's I, a, it, it did not make here, sense at all. Here's some stats on uh, what the Bengals did or didn't do. They gave up seven sacks. And uh, uh, if you remember two weeks, well, not two weeks, but two games prior, they gave up nine to the Titans. So the Bengals, it's kind of an, an oddity where they are, their offensive line isn't good, especially when it comes to pass protection. But they're somewhat decent when it comes to run protection. So you're like, why are you not running? They couldn't stop the Rams on the final drive, obviously. But they also pointed four straight times in the second half as well. And uh, Zach Taylor said, yo, we should have won the game because we won a turnover battle. But I think they only scored once off of that one of one of the turnovers in the in their right. But you and I think the Ozmakers had Matthew Stafford at one and a half for interception. So he's good for two. But you got to take advantage of those two. He got focused and he and this is what um I listen to Dan Patrick a lot, and he's always says you can't let the best player beat you. At one point, Matthew Stafford comes to the conclusion that, hey, Jefferson's not going to get it done. I got to throw to Cooper constantly. And instead of double-teaming Cooper, they have Eli yeah, Apple. It's, 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 oh my God. it's as if the Bengals don't have Twitter because they kill Eli Apple every week. <laughs> the burnt toast meme, everything. like So, so he's... I mean, he's he's serviceable, but maybe he should move to safety. Maybe he should play over the top. He can't play like, man-to-man. He cannot play man-to-man. But I just never, man-to-man was never Eli's thing, and I don't know why. But it made no sense how, one, they did not, like, once Odell went out and he, he knew that it was going to be Cooper Cup. Because once Odell went out, I was like, it's going to be Cooper Cup season, as it has been all season. Yeah. Why were you not double-team him? And then why were you leaving, like, the line of game just wide open? I remember there was a Matthew Stafford pass, and dude robbed the ball. Like, it almost looked like it was going to be an interesting pass. He, he corralled it in It was able to run in for the first down. And I was yeah. just like, so no one is just cover- – where is the defensive scheme? I don't know if they need a new coordinator. I don't know if they – really thought Matthew Stafford was going to throw it deep, so they just left the middle just wide open, which is still dumb to me. But Do you think there should have been, at a, what at some point, the Bengals should have just given up the touchdown to the Rams so they would have had more time? Um, Honestly, by the time they got to the first and goal, I do think they probably should have just to uh, because all they needed was a field goal to get into overtime. So I do think at some point they probably should have. And maybe that's what they were doing by putting Eli Apple on Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But they kept getting I'm a penalty after nice penalty. <laughs> so I think that maybe that was kind of the plan. And then it was, it just didn't work out in their favor. It didn't. I and I right. think if this was the Bengals. Uh, you know, they played the Chiefs or the Bengals that played the Titans or the Bengals that played the Raiders, it would have worked in their favor. But that fourth quarter and that most of the second half, they didn't really have an answer for that D-line and didn't have a really answer for Aaron Donald. Even though on that last play, I forgot who Burrow was trying to get it to, but they were like, they said, yo, if he looked down the field, Jamar Chase was open. They were open. They were open, but it was just like, and he was, he burnt Jalen Ramsey. It would have been a touchdown. The game would have been over. It just, but that O-line is, is 
Jeez. Oh my gosh. They're they're and definitely good. That online that online is the reason that he got hurt last season, and now yep. that online is the reason that he got hurt now. And luckily, it's just an uh, MCL sprain and not a tear. But like, they need to invest in that online because if not, Joe Barrow's legs are going to be noodles by the time he's thirty, and he's way too talented. Yeah, he really has to be to be injury prone like that because of that online. Um, he got sacked nineteen times. In the offseason, and I think like over 50 in the regular season, that's not okay. And I remember during the draft, I was like, okay, they need to draft an O line first. They need to draft an O line first. And then they drafted Jamar Chase, and I was like, I get it with the LSU connection and that's Joey Boy and everything. But I was like, Tanae Sewell was like right there. And I think that if Jamar wasn't as special as he was, and he was just a kind of like average or kind of decent rookie wide receiver. People would have been roasting Cincinnati for not drafting Tanae Sewell when he was right there. But because Jamar is special, it was like, oh, well, what do we know? But it's like, you still have a lot of work to do with that online because everything else is pretty decent. Your quarterback is still, you got a franchise quarterback. Your wide receiver trio was great. Um, CJ Ozama, if they keep him because he is a free agent, is like great with the passing game and the blocking game. Um, you got Joe Mixon. You need a yeah. second running back because um, oh boy ain't it. And the defense is decent. All you need is the O line, and they because they already literally made it to the Super Bowl in spite of that O line. If they had an O line, they would have won. Yeah, and and luckily for them, they are under the cap, so they they have some money to spend. You're right about the Jamar Chase situation of like if he wasn't as great as he was, they definitely would be getting a flag. But I also think that the Bengals have overachieved this year, so that helps them out. They're they're ahead of schedule. Um, and if they don't get the O-line, they do have, there's precedents that have been set. David Carr was one of the most sacked uh, quarterbacks out the league. Andrew Luck was one of the most sacked quarterbacks, and he was just like left the coach and retired early as well. So you need to protect your quarterback. because I mean, Russell Wilson is one of the most sacked quarterbacks, and he went out of Seattle like, fam, I, I'm not going to keep getting hit. Um, we could turn our attention to uh, next season. And okay. let's start with let's start with the Rams. Do you see any or both retiring or leaving Sean McVay? There's rumors he might go to the booth, or Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, because uh, who um, Rodney Harrison has said that yo, he said if he won, he right. might retire mm-hmm. and ride off into the sunset. Either 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 or both or neither. Uh, what do you what are you thinking? For Aaron Donald, I definitely do not think he's gonna retire. Um. It's still, you know, he's still pretty much young in his career. I think he's only years seven. Yeah, I think he's turning. So he's thirty. I think he's still got some, mm-hmm. you know, some gas in the tank. I think he loves the game too much. I don't think he's going to retire yet. I think maybe another two, three years. You know, I think he'll probably retire yet. Um, but Sean McVay, I'm going to say no because I think that he also really loves coaching the game. Like his offensive mind is insane. But I actually wouldn't mind seeing him in like a in in a booth. The way he can just rattle off stats and just like memorize his brain when it comes to just uh, memorizing like the most random of stats is insane. And I would love to see that like actually as a commentator. But I don't think he's gonna retire just yet. I agree. I don't think I'm also giving that another four years, four or five years. Yeah, I think both of them are going to return if I was the Rams and I could only keep one 
no disrespect to Sean McVay, I'm keeping Aaron Donald because only because really? it is it is harder to find a great slash legendary defensive player than it is to find a good decent coach. I'm not saying I think Sean McVay is up upper echelon coach, but it's easier to replace a coach and find him just all right. He's serviceable, just don't screw this up. Than to find a once in a lifetime defensive player. That's the only reason. Um, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer after this game? Oh, I was actually I was planning to do a TikTok about that today because I saw Richard Sherman's comments. Um, I want to say not yet. I agree. Um, I think his set, you know, he's like top, and a lot of stats. I think he's like top fifteen. Yeah, he's like up that. there. Um, and I have the ring to go with it. But I still am not really sold on him being a Hall of Famer. And if he is, it'll probably be on like the last year of eligibility. He would like to retire right now. It would definitely take a minute. Now, I would say if he stays with the Rams for five more years, and even if he doesn't get another ring, if he stays around for five more years, you know, has some decent seasons, make it to the playoffs almost every season, maybe even get to the NFC Championship. And maybe like one more Super Bowl thing. Yeah, I can see the argument. But right now, I don't. Yeah, I think it's too early. I know that being in Detroit has hurt his career, but he's also quarterback two of arguably two of the greatest wide receiver seasons. The one with uh, Calvin Johnson and now this one with Cooper Cup. So, yeah, I I think it's too early. But I do think if he keeps on his pace, he's going to be in there. Um, Which one of these teams has the better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl next season? Oh, obviously the Rams. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I think um, this was the, for the this is not just like this Cinderella story, and it did not end happily ever after. They did not go to Disneyland. I think for the Rams, they have, and I said, the moment the news hit that Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams, I said, oh, this is it for them. This is, this is their time. Because I always felt like Matthew Stafford was a great player. He just was in a terrible system. Yeah. I knew that this was going to happen, that I wanted to know, but I knew it was going to happen like this year. So I definitely think if they keep a lot of the same pieces, mm-hmm. um, if they bring Odell back, which I really do think they should, I think they have a better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl next year than the Bengals than do. It really comes down to conference, division, because this year the Ravens had injuries, so, you didn't, so they didn't have to deal with the Ravens. And then you got to start thinking about the AFC as far as that is quarterback central. So you're going to have to deal with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, right? That's the four. If these offseason moves get made, and according to the experts, which makes sense to me, those NFC teams are not trading those NFC quarterbacks to NFC teams. So then that means that theoretically, the Bengals will have to deal with Aaron Rodgers, Desha- oh, not Deshaun Watson because he's already in the AFC, uh, and Russell Wilson. Fam, that just to get there, yeah, just to get back there is going to be so tough. Speaking of which, where do you see Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson headed to? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I can tell you right now that all the states Twitter was rallying for Russell to join New Orleans, and then Sean Payton was like, "Well, that's the end." Yeah, I know. Um, I was thinking that too. I can see Russell going to. I can see him in Houston, maybe, with Lovey Smith. Um, it's, I think that he could be a great central piece to um, a rebuild that we need. Um, but I think like it definitely starts with the quarterback, and I think he would be a great piece to do that with. 
maybe Miami, but I don't really like that at all. I don't. I also just don't like the way Miami's been handling the for a while, but I just don't yeah. see Russell in Miami. But it's a possibility. With Aaron Rodgers, I can really, I can see him in Denver. I think that that is going to be the move for him. He's going to come to the Broncos. Yeah, then they, they just got his offensive coordinator, I think, as their head coach. But mm-hmm. for my, my wild card long shot for Russell Wilson is Cleveland. Because I remember a few years ago, they wanted really? to, they Seattle, I think Cleveland won it. Or whoever they was going to do a trade where Russell was going to Cleveland and Seattle was going to get Cleveland's number one pick, which they end up getting Baker Mayfield. I don't think they're sold on Baker, and if they can get him, like you know what's another enticing place is Pittsburgh. Like what quarterback are they going to go after? Mm, I think because I have I have a Steelers fan for a friend. He wants Deshaun Watson. I see Deshaun. I think Mike Tomlin can convince Russell to come to Pittsburgh. I don't see Cleveland. I do not see Cleveland at all. I hope not. What about, hold on, what about, I, I, I've heard this thrown out there, Deshaun to Arizona. Because, you know, if y'all haven't noticed, Kyler Murray has, like, taken all Arizona Cardinal stuff <laughs> off his Instagram. And I'm like, fam, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but if Deshaun can go to Arizona, because a lot of teams are just, oh, like, that like that veteran quarterback leadership away from going. And if Arizona, Arizona can get Deshaun, I think we can get three years in a row of the home team in the Super Bowl if Deshaun could come back if Deshaun could come back to where like playing like he was I'm still mad at the stuff he did like he's an idiot but he's a great talent what, uh, what, uh, oh my god I didn't even think of Arizona I, I know of the Kyle Murray him just like acting like every girl does when their man makes the man just believe <laughs> like, he's, he's giving very much that but and I do understand because I think you know Arizona Maybe not the organization, but a lot of the fans are treating it as like treating Kyler as a scapegoat for all of their yeah. um, issues. When it is definitely not, I'm definitely leaning towards um, the coach, Queen Kingsbury, because um, Chris Kingsbury. Oh, but because for the last six years, even going back to his college days, they can start off really great, and then it gets you like that last little bit of the season, yeah. and then the slump just happens. And it's like, at what point do you look at? like this pattern and realize maybe it's not your quarterback. Maybe it's not the fact that DeAndre Hopkins was hurt or JJ Watt was hurt. Maybe it's the coach because at the end of the day, it's the next man up and your coach is supposed to bring the best out of you. So yeah. I can understand why Kyle is upset. And if he wants to try to get out, I don't blame him for it. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other quarterback situation that like off the top of my head, I can think about is, I is San Francisco, and I think they're going to keep Jimmy G because I don't think Trey is ready just yet. Uh, I'm also surprised when that San Francisco game they didn't bring Trey in because Jimmy was looking bad, and when he, I just I thought like, yo, this is going to be his moment. He's going to come in and switch things up. He just because he's better with his feet, and Jimmy starts Mm -hmm. to you know make mistakes, and he's good for it too. Uh, I think that's it. You have any other thoughts on the on this NFL season or what you're looking forward to in the off season? Um, this off season. I don't even know what to expect because half of the things that happened in the 2021 offseason, I didn't see coming. Um, I was in I was in Halloween game in New Orleans against Tampa, mm. and the next day I'm sitting in a restaurant with my friend, like while we waiting for to get ready for our flight, and then it's like Rondo just traded to the Rams, and like hey, so much happened in just like 48 hours. I was like, oh lord. So I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the 2022 offseason. season. I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm, in, I'm excited to see where things go because there's no 
true like number, number one like yeah. prospects this year. So I'm, free agency is always a wild ride. I always look forward to free agency. This would be the last question since you brought up Tampa. Is okay. Tom is Tom Brady really retired? I think I think he's done. Um, I mean, I feel like he said everything that he wanted to do. Uh, this year, he he really got to check off all of the boxes. Like he, well, starting with last year, actually, he came to the NFC and took it by storm and made it look like life work. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I thought the NFC, because I used to always think like the NFC was always harder than the AFC. He did that, and then this year, he was able to beat all 32, beat the Patriots. He broke all of the records. He took all of Drew Brees' records. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> and, like, I really feel like he did all of the things he wanted to do. I think now he can really just sit and just see his family. I don't know what's going to come next. I don't know if it's going to be, like, commentary. I would love to see him as a coach. Thank you. I think he really is retired. All right. That is it. I say we get together before the season starts and do our okay. predictions for the season. We should do that. Thank you for joining me. Can you f- tell people where they can find you, Tria? Yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Miss Tria J, all one word. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Tria J1. And on TikTok, where I will be doing um, some content based off any like hot news and things like that, you can find me on Tria J28. Probably by September, I will make sure that all of my handles are the same, but people be taking one hand I'll have to improvise. But yeah, that is where you can find me. Thank you so much, John, for having me. Really oh, you're welcome. It. I think I'm glad you <laughs> was able to make it to it uh, for this. You guys know where to find me at one and only um, at uh, 1550 Nav. Check out the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Until next time, guys. Peace.